Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic recap of one of the great college survivors, Scott Survivor. I'm Naomi. I'm joined by Lee. Lee, or how are you doing on this fine Easter Sunday? Tired. It's half one in the morning. <laughs> right. Yes. Easter Sunday. It's over. Monday over here. <laughs> Easter Monday. Well, Lee, we're not alone. We're joined by the two fantastic hosts of Scotty's Survivor. We have Shane. Shane, hello. Welcome back. Hello. Long time no see. I'm by long, long time. time. Not long. <laughs> A week. Uh, and we are also joined by Govind. Govind, how's it going? Going well. Very tired from current Sky Survivor stuff, but uh, season two is coming out, and season two's uh, I'm loving every episode that's out so far. Well, we're happy to hear it. Um, but I heard, late minute edition, we have a special guest on the pod just for a brief second, Govin. Can you give us the, the fantastic introduction? So uh, the queen of this episode herself <laughs> wanted to make a bit of an appearance. He's like, no. Hi, Nadia. <laughs> Hi, Naomi. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi. This is so exciting. My winner pick. Don't say anything. Uh, but I am so excited that you're I'm here. Honored, by the way. I'm <laughs> we want to know uh, just anything that you're feeling watching this episode back because I'm sure this was a tumultuous time for you playing the game, but like, I think to see the kind of wacky choices that your teammates were making, how do you feel getting to see it all back? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, I, I've been feeling bad about this specific vote ever since it happened. Um, playing like double agent and really just blindsiding Laura specifically and everyone just telling lots of lies. I think I mentioned in the confessional that maybe didn't make it that I felt so bad. I usually don't like it. So it's fair. It's just in the next episode. <laughs> okay. This is episode. Um, but yeah, I felt super bad afterwards just deceiving everyone because that's usually not me. But it was, you know, it's the game. It was kind of fun that I got to do that. <laughs> I can't believe. Lee, what, what is on your mind? What, what should we ask Nadia? Uh, God, so many questions. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> What made you want to like buy like twenty fake idols before the season even began? I honestly, I think I got so I only watched like two Survivor like seasons. I watched one of like actual Survivor and one of Survivor Michigan, and I forgot the guy's name. It might have been like Andrew or something in Survivor Michigan. He bought fake idols and he never got to use them. So I was like, oh, that may be interesting to try and use. I didn't think I was going to actually use them. I just kind of bought it beforehand. Um, and the opportunity arose to use it. And I was like, this might be perfect for it. So let's, let's try to use it. That That is so funny. If you ever I... get a chance. Go ahead, Lee, go ahead. If you ever have a chance, check out uh, Survivor Syracuse 2, the first episode. There's uh, someone named Hannah Dolan that you probably <laughs> would probably <laughs> enjoy watching. He did mention her. <laughs> Uh, Nadia, are you happy to like see this all play out, or is it stressful to watch this survivor back? I was honestly laughing most of the time watching it, just like comments I make and like seeing what other people say. Also, um, I mean, it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, 
it was just great, honestly. I did not think that was going to be like in that much power and during that vote. So that was definitely a position that I thought that I just would never be into. And who, if you can remember, you're on the Pink Tribe and you've just voted out Lauren. Who were you closest with in this tribe? Was it Lauren and she messed it up or was it Ale? I was definitely closest to Ale at that point. Like, I think like from episode one, he did mention like the core too. And there was a snippet of me, I think afterwards that also was like, hmm, do I need to trust him? Like, is he trying to like also backstab me later on? But I, I like began to trust Ale a lot more. And I think what he was telling me about Lauren, it like made sense in my mind. And so I think that's why also I ended up more siding with the guys, as much as I hate to say it, like siding with them <laughs> rather than the girls. Um, but in terms of future gameplay and just in the long term, it made sense to kind of do that vote in that way. Fantastic. Jane, is there anything else that we should talk about with Nadia about while well, we have her? <laughs> The star of the episode. Your experience truly. with the puppet master. <laughs> oh that's coming. That's coming. Don't, <laughs> don't spoil it, Nadia. <laughs> I mean, as as you can see in episode two, or even from episode one, the puppet master was getting on my nerves, and so I tried to troll the puppet master a little bit. Um, I think it just—I was just trying to be. Were funny you surprised on who it was without revealing who? Oh my gosh! And again. Were you surprised you... on who it was without saying who it was? <laughs> yes. I'll just, I'll just keep it simple. Um, I will say that the next three episodes are very low in Puppet Master content. In fact, I don't know. If there might there might be like little like snippets, but really not much. So I think next episode seems to be funny also. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait. And, and I'm wondering, Nadia, like playing with Tina especially in these first two episodes, like, were you guys competitive? Were you, like, texting each other, like, your tribe's going down? Like, was it, or was it more just, like, oh, God, like, let's, how we pretend like we don't know each other? What was the initial, like, relationship between you guys when you started playing? Yeah, I mean, initially, like, I see that episode one, like, I was shocked that she was also in it. I was like, oh, man, my gameplay might need a change here. And I think I was trying to cover, like, tracks also. I would try to, like, delete some comments that she would put on my Instagram, over <laughs> our tracks, but episode three will will reveal it all. But um, we thought we were playing, we were doing it like pretty well. We were, I think, we were pretty smart, but that didn't go as planned. So I think, I think it'll be pretty funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it as we speak. Common theme throughout the season. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, I I, mean, I don't want to hold you up, but is there anything else you want to talk about at the moment? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what, what I can say. I feel like there's so much to say, but I'm afraid something's going to slip up. And so I'm just going to keep it at that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you, you can watch. We'll talk about you more so you can watch this. We can hear us talking to you without you. Um, but also, I'm very excited. This has been so much fun. And you've caused so much chaos in two episodes. It's insane. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like it. It was great. It was a joy to be in. I can't wait. Well, guys, should we talk about the actual episode? Is it time now to to get into I the suppose. puppet masterdom of it all? All right. Well, Shane, what a trip this episode was. As I said on our Discord, join us on Discord. Uh, 
you these tribes two tribes of six have delivered more in two episodes two seasons of survivor as of right now 41 or 42 don't hold a candle to these lunatics were you just in general surprised to see how out of control this vote got like and how sort of nutty it all became not for one minute naomi not for one minute not not with this tribe no uh when we made the zaman tribe i said fucking hell this is gonna be a disaster um and yeah i kind of i always kind of knew that it was gonna be bad however it happened did i expect a triple tie no i can't say i did for the first vote of their (laughs) um like season but uh they delivered and i mean like i i said this in the discord too it's like it's kind of disappointing to see like the fact that we are, oh, is it, it was seen in the preview, like we're splitting them up. But what we got from the next episode of a new team of eight was even, I mean, like, just like, I don't even know how to say it, but more baffling on like a gameplay level of just like what on earth is happening. Um, so yeah, they're just, they're just a bunch of whole cast of freaks, not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I said it like the entire time that this season delivers. And it doesn't always deliver necessarily in like these kind of crazy vote counts every single week, but like just the way that they go about the game and the strategy and like the messiness, the true messiness of like <laughs> spilling and leaking and ratting, it's just too much. It's too much. It makes my job as an editor 10 times harder to follow a consistent story because breaking this down into something that makes sense for the viewer is like super difficult with this level of like complication because this was the watered down version of what happened like this like (laughs) this is 10 times less than what i had um so that just tells you like how crazy they are govind i mean i was watching this episode and every time i was like oh it can't get more insane than it's going to get it would do you have a favorite moment from the episode that like where shit just went off the rails and you're like, I can't believe this is happening and we got this on TV, you know? Uh, I think it's less so that moment of like, I can't believe we got this on TV and more so the idea of like, what I was most surprised by was Henry being able to suss out independently that it was a fake idol um, that Lauren had just like by Mm. himself. And every time I would see like, I also just love the weirdness of Henry's confessionals because he either looks like he's some sort of like Sith Lord, like hunched over yes. in like complete darkness, or he's standing like behind a huge like wall on like a Zoom call, and you're wondering why he looks like the size of like a Lego figurine um, for like no reason. Um, but I-, I think it was just super wild uh, getting all of Nadia's craziness on camera. I think watching her hide that fake idol and then watching somebody (laughs) get that fake idol, then watching somebody use that fake idol, but not only on themselves, on someone else to try and save someone else on the vote. Like there's so many layers to all of this that I did not see coming. I have to say too, just like, just so you know, I had to take a little creative liberty because the first episode was just too long. That actually... Lauren finding the fake idol actually happened before Anna got voted out, but there just was no more time in that episode <laughs> to like kind of make that happen. Like it was the same day that Anna got voted out, so it felt yeah. fine to push it over. But yeah, like 
to have that to have all this happen in the first four days of this game was just like what the fuck i mean okay let's let's just start at the beginning and we will get to the puppet master lee the beginning of this episode we are seeing the ramifications of anna going home and unlike you some people are sad about her going home and they thought she was so nice and they felt terrible about it um i thought that this was very funny to see how emotional some people are getting and how out of the loop clearly people like xavier and keel were lee what did you think Well, first off, the fact that they were told we're voting Anna and they're still like, oh my god, how did this happen? Come on, people. And I also just find it funny, they're all talking about Jude, like Jude's not there. Yes. Because was like, oh, fuck? Jude had an idol and if she played it and she's like, I'm right here. Hello. Why didn't you play your idol? Because yeah. I don't have one. <laughs> I, there was that hilarious moment where Vivian was like, well, yeah, if you if you had your idol, you would have played it. And then, like, so I guess you didn't play it. And, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I, I I don't have an idol. But, like, she never really says that. So it's even funnier. Like, she just can't figure out how to tell them the truth. It's, it's incredible. I love Jude so much. Jude is so sweet. Considering that, like, she was potentially going home. And then Anna went home and said, and she's like, oh, I'm kind of sad about that. Like, you girl, it could have been you. <laughs> So one thing I'm going to add is that really because of the ramifications of the puppet master, we don't actually reveal who's finding the idols for now. So do you have a prediction for who has the Dorit one? At, so you're telling us at this point in time, somebody has indeed found the blue idol. Somebody has found all three idols. Yes. Oh God. Is this what you, uh, all right, hang on. Uh, 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 all three, as in all were found, or is this like a Maryland all, major all conflict situation? Three, all three were found. I'm not saying by the same person, but all three idols were found by day three. Okay. Hmm. It's got to be someone with hustle. That's. The, I don't know why, why, but I again, like... I'm a, I'm a Runjan truther. Again, because I feel like Runjan has the hustle. They want to be out there playing the game, you know? Or maybe they're just not shooting anything and we're not seeing it yet. But uh, I also think that maybe... maybe uh, shit, I don't know. I think it's, maybe it's Ale and this is a whole huge ruse on the Pink Tribe, but that's like that's like 10 levels conspiracy. <laughs> now, if it was Ale and he knew like Nadia had the real idol, or at least knew that Lawrence was fake, he would not go so hard and make this huge move that he made when really he did nothing. <laughs> so I don't think it's him, no matter how coincidental. I feel like Ricky has an idol. I feel like he'd be the one to find an idol. I think I'm just thinking like, who's a stereotypical player to find an idol? And then like Ricky pops into my head. Ricky or Xavier? Yeah, all the women. And are I don't think anyone packing. on the green. In the dorms cooking. They don't have time to look for idols. <laughs> yeah, too stereotypical. And I don't think anyone in the Green Tribe has found one because I don't think any of them were trying. I know we saw like Abby and Haley one time just out there, but none of them seem like they're really going for looking for an idol. Uh, unless t the reason why Tina's not talking about anyone's secret is because she has all the idols. Tina, that'd be great. Oh man, if Tina had all of them, I'd laugh my ass off. Um, well, well, we know that Nadia has the real Zaman one, so yes, that uh, I don't know why I confirmed yeah, that. Thank you for confirming that. 
You're welcome. Um, so there's only two that are mysteries. Yay. Well, well, I look. I love. I love the tease. I love the sort of like when is it? You know, the reveal. We love a reveal. So like, it's okay. I'll I'll enjoy this while I can. Uh, I also want to talk about Xavier a little bit because I'm fascinated by the way that he's playing the game because I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, because he's sitting there saying he knows that Anna's getting, like, he's, you know, he's been told that they're thinking about putting out Anna. They're all talking into Jude's face. And he's just sitting there with Nikhil, like, damn, what just happened? And it's like, don't talk to Nikhil. Or I guess you should say that, like, Xavier sees that the pairs are Ricky and Vivian and then him and Nikhil and Jude sort of in the middle. Go talk to Jude. What are you doing? Get out of there. Let's hustle. Like, that was, I think, my big takeaway this episode. I don't know if Xavier maybe did more that I'm forgetting or if he just didn't really do anything that was captured. But my thought was, if you can identify that you're in the middle, go talk to Jude. Get on, get, get, <laughs> send her a text in the Discord and get her over right away and talk to her. Govin, how do you feel about Xavier's performance from last week? Yeah, I think Xavier is kind of just falling forwards from what I see in like episode two because. <laughs> I, I think it was a Vivian confessional that really highlighted this for me and that Vivian's talking about what just happened in the last vote, but it's saying like, hey, the people I want to still work with are Xavier and Ricky, which Xavier is like not doing a ton to result in that in his grouping there, but still in like Vivian's mind, Xavier's part of those plans. Um, so where actually like his loyalties lie, he's saying, telling us that he cares more about Nikhil than like anyone else right now, but is that the best move for him? Is that not the best move for him? I think that's something that needs to be watched out for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Lee, what did you think of Xavier? Um... Oh, the eye roll. <laughs> He's just trying his best. He fell, remember? He fell. He had a hard time. Yeah, maybe he fell a bit too hard and was, like lost a couple of brain cells. <laughs> I think kind of like what you said, it was just like, if you know that Jude's in the middle, why not try and get her on your side? Maybe because he knows like, oh, uh, I voted Jude, so Jude's probably not going to work with me. And pretty much everyone is saying like, oh, Xavier's in our alliance. So maybe that's probably why he's not like really doing anything. It's like, everyone's telling me I'm in the group. So maybe I'm fine. What baffles me the most is that Ricky and Vivian are like, oh, we just voted with Jude. We just saved her. Oh, but she should be next. No, you have a majority. What the hell? I, I mean. <sighs> We're going to use you for this one vote. <laughs> this is the tribe where I'm like, I'm kind of sad that you guys are swapping next episode because if they had lost again, it would have been a fucking disaster. And it would have been so funny. It had been like people tripping over themselves to get themselves voted out. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it's crazy. Yeah, Shane, you know all about tripping yourself over, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Is this you know, a new thing now? Somebody falls over each episode. Uh, Lee, it happened in season two. The first episode of season four, I go to throw a freaking tennis ball <laughs> flat on my face. So it's a trend. Oh my <sighs> god. Um, okay, let us talk about the Green Tribe for a little bit because they are staying safe. Brandy has nothing really to do, uh, but things are a brewing. Um, I love Ethan so much. Ethan is so funny this episode. I, I love his like Libra assessment, uh, but also I think that he is actually doing a very good job of integrating himself into this tribe. And I think that people want to 
talk to Ethan and, and want to sort of be a part of what he's got going on because it feels like maybe everybody else is a little too out in the wind if I'm sort of looking at everything correctly. And, and Ethan's like the stable, stable person amongst this group of you know people who are all over the place, especially Miss Abby. Miss Let me stir up drama for no reason with no truth behind it, Abby. Um, at least, I mean, talk to me, please, about this <laughs> this opening sequence we get. <laughs> Lee, what did you think of the green trim? Oh Abby? me, I, thought... I said Lee. I said you. <laughs> How I've been hearing I thought you said um can you explain what was happening? Uh, oh god. <laughs> Abby's just like convinced that Joe's seen Survivor, and then you have Joe just asking like these stupidest questions ever. <laughs> and kind of proving my assessment and it's like he kind of seems like he's just gonna be a boring player, and I'm kind of right. Oh no, sorry. This episode of the show, I was right about more things. Sorry, Joe, you seem no fine, sure but you're yet. also kind of double. I'm not so sure yet. Maybe Joe's got a real <laughs> you just... secret knowledge base of Survivor that he's he's just really taking right now. Yeah. Also, FUE on the Libra assessment, you are correct, but still, as a Libra myself. <laughs> I think it was just so funny to watch Joe and Abby kind of take digs at each other. Like, I don't know. They're just like, Abby is just so, this is kind of what we meant preseason by like, Abby is so like out there. Like she just, she says things and you're like, I don't know where you're basing your opinions off of, but they're just really funny. Abby is so funny. Like the, the weird sort of like Sherlock Holmes attempt she's trying to make of like, I'm going to learn more about like, and, and, the thing is, like, the instinct isn't wrong. Like, we've seen a lot of great moments come from, like, people talking to roommates and roommates accidentally letting slip, like, things in College Survivor. But this is not one of them. This is not one of the great all-time College Survivor, you know, lies and fallacies. This is this is just poor Joe being his roommate lying, basically. <laughs> and all I can say is Joe's roommate for All-Stars at this point. <laughs> Um, Shane, I, I guess, is there anything else to this? Like, did you ever figure out what exactly was said to Abby that sent her on this path? Um, not really. I think it was just like a big misunderstanding. And I think part of this really had to come back from Ethan of like being suspicious of Joe from the beginning. Um, and just like kind of having this like weird, like thought about him. And so I think that kind of just manifested into like everybody like Ethan was at the center and at least in my opinion of Verandy in these first two episodes um and so I mean not that you we've seen them much really but you know as as much as we've seen them up until this point Ethan was pretty central so if Ethan's saying it, it must be true um you know what I mean uh and then Abby kind of just I don't know Abby <laughs> she's just so funny she just spirals <laughs> you'll see more Abby spiraling <laughs> oh my god oh man um govin what else is there to talk about with with the green tribe this episode uh like what were you a big sort of like fan of seeing this all play out again this mess i think I'm, they're messy they don't vote yeah messy. Uh, I, i'm a big fan of Haley and Haley's analogies i think that Haley is like <laughs> such a good storyteller she's extremely funny in the way that she just views the game 
I don't think people are giving her like game wise right now, like enough credit as to like the relationship she's making and the people she's talking to. And uh, it's, it's clear that the bean squad is the, the group on this group, but like beyond that, what does that mean for like a swap or something? Right. So I'm just waiting for more content from like once the green tribe dissipates, then you get to see them in their full force. Uh, once like they're all, uh, on these new swap tribes and you get to like see how funny each of them are individually uh, with, with their own confessionals. This green tribe. I, I can't wait. And, and Tina, like, Does Tina, Tina is exist? so funny. <laughs> Tina, I think you know, Tina is by far one of the most like funny survivor players by also not being active. Like she's so <laughs> funny for how inactive she is. Like, she just kills me with how funny she is. Like it just it kills me. <laughs> she's active, but she's not. You know what I mean? Like she's not talking to people, but she's so active in like her own game. <laughs> it's like it's all happening inside her head. Like she's just creating this fantasy of playing Survivor, but not talking to anybody. Um, well, I have to say, I love this challenge. This is something I've always wanted to do on. Uh, Survivor New York is this challenge where you have to remember shit because the person who fucks it up is all you're always gonna be so mad at them because all it is is listening. It's nothing about physical abilities, just like can you pay attention to what I'm about to say or can you articulate something to me really well? The the Ricky and Martine or the Ricky and Martine Martine just fucking sent me. Um so let's talk about it. It's a memory challenge. Um at, at Ethan uses his active listening, Shane eats shit. Uh, it's great. It's, uh, there's so many highlights to this. <laughs> Martine and Beverly was uh, was a big one. Beverly. I just every time because I was I was running and filming them the whole time, and I specifically was following Dorit. And every time I it started with Xavier, who just for the love of God can't remember Marty, which just kills me because he's like in the humanities, so it's like that's like part of like he's not a STEM kid. Like he listens, he writes. Like this is like you know. So he's messed up, and then all of them like go through it, and I'm just like, God, they're gonna lose again, and like, it's mess. <laughs> this is a fun challenge. I like these types of challenges where it's like actually creative. Yeah, why did you guys do this to them? Why, why was why? <laughs> Who well, thought of this goddamn story? I think it was me. Um, because I had seen this kind of done before in an org, and I said, mm -hmm. "Well, let's see what happens if we bring it to like a real life situation where it's like you're not just looking at a screen, or like you have to like remember this, like while like, either like running to somebody, or like let's see like how the pressure builds like in real time." Um, I don't know. I thought it was just it was different. It's not like we just done the super physical challenge. We didn't really have a lot of like practice doing in-person challenges yet we also were still restricted by you know the university and covid so we had to come up with some creative ways and like you'll see in the next episode it's the scavenger hunt so like there's a lot of different like that you'll see yeah like like this challenge where we have to like really play to like what we are able to do with covid I think this challenge is like a producer's dream. It doesn't involve a lot of planning on our part beyond just like coming up with the story itself. And it's so involved and everyone gets to really play their own like fair share. And it's 
it's a challenge that I think is also visually really entertaining um, because you just see people like running back and forth, people like messing up the story. And it's the sort of thing that you can kind of play along with yourself at home too, uh, which I think is a big part of watching this sort of thing where like I can't play along with like Abby missing a tennis ball throw a million times over unless I really want to <laughs> enact it myself. Um, so, so yeah, that's my two cents. Um, I, I really like Nikhil. Nikhil like is losing his mind when Drew is trying to convey things. It's like, what does that mean? It's like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, this is the end of the line. What are you going to do? Um, I also really appreciated that, like, the people who were the anchor were really sharp. Like, Vivian, like, had so much down. And just, like, the, the Vivian to Xavier pipeline just crumbled. And I was so shocked that they didn't lose. I was really surprised. Um, not to mention, I think that the, the challenge is really fun, but getting to watch everybody sort of interact with each other, everybody has a different learning style and a different way of communicating. Like, it all comes together to form complete chaos. And Shane, uh, you somehow chose the brightest jacket of all time to wear for this challenge. <laughs> Nobody was going to hit you with their car, that's for sure. Um, I've heard that, like, maybe 12 times this week. Like, every oh. – every so that's the first thing people say to me about the episode. Not – Anything about the vote. Jane, your jacket was so goddamn bright. Well, sorry about it. And what's on your mask? Hey, oh, it's a Manchester United uh, logo. Yeah. It looks like skulls for a second. I was like, wow, Goth King. Like, here we go. But <laughs> I'm just going to boom in you. All right. For me, what did it was Henry's answers when he knew he was wrong. He would just make something up like Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> Henry is so funny. Like the way he talks about losing this challenge kills me. I love him. When, uh, if you don't know the answer, at least make it entertaining. Mm. I, I respect Amen. that. Um, well, uh, I did this one ahead. maths test. I didn't. You know how in maths, for some reason, they tell you, "All right, here's the formula. How did you get this answer?" I did not remember how, so I just said, "Cause maths." <laughs> It's like it's oh, technically right. Yeah. I got the answer because of maths. Because of maths. Also, yeah. them calling my teacher confidence. What three bitch? Love it. Say that again. Lauren Kelly. bitch. <laughs> oh my god, Lauren's an icon. Like she'll be sorely missed by me because she wasn't great at the game, but goddamn was she entertaining. Um, <laughs> so so let's let's get to the pink star. Let's get to Zaman. <laughs> Someone calls it Zaman, which, like, <laughs> the way that people are pronouncing Zaman is so questionable. Um, but Zaman loses in a very, very sort of biting tiebreaker round, and the wheels start turning. So back to the Puppet Master, right? For anyone who, like, maybe forgot, Nadia finds the idol, and Nadia puts a fake idol in the idol spot. The messiest part of all of this is... First, Lauren telling everybody, but second is the the puppet master emailing Lauren after Nadia has gotten the idol. Did uh, I don't want to like reveal who the puppet master is or anything like that? But do you guys know if the puppet master knew that a fake idol was in place, a real one, and that's why he did it? He or she? Yeah, I I mean I can confirm this. So here's what happened: (laughs) the puppet master emails Nadia. Nadia. (laughs) the master puppet master right nadia goes and gets the idol the puppet master goes and checks the idol later that day sees the fake idol and is like hmm 
well, that's interesting. <laughs> and realizes, well, it, to me, it's also like, it's the same idol that the master puppet master had sent to the puppet yeah. master. So they're like, hmm, so let's have some fun. And then sends it to Lauren. Does Puppet Master bully any other tribe, or is it just the Zaman tribe? <laughs> it's just Zaman. Oh my god! The, for, now. Is... for now, for now, I really hope it's somebody actually on their tribe just fucking with their own tribe mates. I I mean, Parker is irate, huh? Parker is so furious. I was laughing my ass off, Govin. I mean, Parker killed me this episode from telling what did you tell valen he's gonna vote her out like the uh, parker is a hot mess he is a drama major for sure i just can you please talk to me more about parker if you tell parker that he's a hot mess i don't think he'll believe you but like his actions tell you otherwise which is what makes parker like brilliant as like especially a television character uh, I, what, what also like surprised me so much about just watching this episode in general is Parker says this stuff to Valen, but then Valen by the end of the episode is like, but Parker's so truthful. I respect that he told me all this stuff. So like, I kind of like Parker again. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like this man is coming off as so truthful that even when he says he's not with you, like you want to now be with him. Like, where's the logic in all of this? I couldn't follow that. Also, like, it's a lie. Like, he voted for Valen yeah. the first time, but then he voted for Lauren. Like, okay, Parker, okay. <laughs> yeah, Parker and his honesty complex. Big, big storyline this season. Big storyline. Oh, I love that, that Ao kind of calls it out, right? That, like, it's like he's he's all over the place. He thinks he's telling the truth, but then he, like, does lie. And so you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, like, but I love that. I love that. I love a, a hypocritical flaw in a character. You know what I mean? Like, it's the perfect <laughs> survivor characteristic. And it's not the end of the world. Um, but I, I was so glad that, like, Parker wasn't somebody who was maybe getting voted out first, you know, because this needs to spiral. Exactly. Like, this needs to get uh, worse and worse and worse. I need the edit, you know? Um, it will come. Trust me. <laughs> it will come. Uh, Lee, who do you want to talk about on the Zaman tribe? Uh, all of them. All right, pick one. We'll get to all of them. Pick one. Uh, nice to know I was right about. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I just want to mention I was right that Lauren would go home first in this tribal. Sorry, Aaron. God, imagining picking a winner pick that goes home second <laughs> ignores the fact that I picked the winner pick last season who went home second <laughs> and was a remote student, so I should have known better. <laughs> um. I mean, let's get Ale out of the way. Why not? Oh, Ale. He's like doing so much to no result. To kind of no result. He's like, I came up with all this plan. It came my way and he did none of the work. It was like all Nadia and I guess Ale's just kind of like the one taking credit for it. Oh, Ale. This is what fascinates me as a like an editor as a all as a survivor player he is so freaking confident that like he did this like it's his plan it's his move i mean and to some degree the edit doesn't give him enough credit for like how much he was talking to nadia uh and really convincing her because there was a point where nadia was like well it's i could just vote for a all so it doesn't give him enough credit however 
it and it was his plan. Like he did come up with it. He did, you know, kind of set all the stuff in motion. But he didn't have to do any of it, which is it's like kind of funny. Uh, he's like, and you'll see in the fallout of next episode, he, he is just elated that he pulled this off. Um, elated, like beyond. The Superman comments kill me. It, it they really kill me. Superman. Oh my God. I. I was rolling my eyes so much. But I love Ale. Like, he's not like a jerk about things, but he is like, it's going to be my way or the highway, but he has no idea that his way is just accidentally happening. It's incredible. Uh, um, And that's what I'm really looking forward to. And and so, I know Nadia mentioned it a little bit. Like, I don't really think that Nadia was siding with the boys. I just think that what ended up happening is that Lauren said, well, sometimes they do boys versus girls, so we have to make sure that doesn't happen. And then the problem was that you know, Nadia and Anna already had a relationship, and that like th- this was forming, and this connect- the, the the alliance was there, and so it wasn't going to not happen. Um, but poor Lauren, this is like I don't know if the puppet master just wanted to send her home in particular, or like what the puppet master has against Lauren. But she tried to darn this this episode, huh? Nothing. It's just that Lauren was the only other person who really like responded, mm-hmm. um, besides Parker. But like I don't know, like. Anybody who meets Parker is like, I don't really, I don't, once Parker like has like a response, you're like, maybe I don't want to mess with Parker. Just care to mess with him. Um, I guess the question is, I think, the question for me is, I think that Lauren went wrong sending the screenshot out to everyone. Govin, do you agree with me? Is that like the moment where she basically sealed her fate? Yeah, I think it's that moment. I think it's also being quiet about stuff, saying like, hey, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Don't worry. And then while they're hanging out at their like tribe hangout, then it's like, guess what? I actually have a confession. I do have something, uh, mm-hmm. which then makes people even more distrusting of you because you've now been on this train of like supposed honesty for so long. And then you're like, JK, now I'm actually going to be honest with you. And you're like, okay, so what is really the truth, right? Um, and I don't think it helps that she's put her trust from day one into the people who are the most messy on her tribe. Um, mm. I think that's just luck of the draw for, for, for a lot of it. Like siding with Al and Nadia is never anybody's best case scenario. And she just happened to get herself in that boat. Although to be fair, she doesn't oh, have many options of non-messy people to align with. <laughs> I, I think she did do one good thing in the way of aligning with Valen. Yeah. I think Valen was kind of like straight shooter, like... She's not going to do Lauren dirty. Um, and I think it's kind of hard. And like Henry lives in Henry land uh, at this point where it's like uh, you need to find a way to like connect with Henry. And it's going to be hard to do so just like out of the blue for no reason. So she did what she could in my mind. Yeah. The craziest part about this whole thing, which I didn't even there wasn't even a content like content about this. But it almost became Valen who went home because at a certain point, Lauren was like, well, if it's Valen, I don't know if I'm going to try to go against the good of the group. And she almost voted for Valen herself. Like, as she walked up to the paper, like, she almost wrote down Valen's name. And so, like, if she had done that, it's just crazy to me that <laughs> Valen would have been out. Um, and their whole yeah. plan. The second 3-2-1 like, well, vote. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I think it would have been a shame. Uh, because I really like Valen, and I, I want to talk about everything that Valen did this episode. Because 
uh, Valen is sort of getting put into situations where she is contributing to someone else's cacophony in a way. Um, I-, I like that her and Nadia were connecting a little bit. I like what Nadia did with Valen. Um, but I also think that Valen is very smart and completely sort of sussed out, like, Lauren, what the hell are you doing? Um, you know, anytime you send a screenshot, crap out that time, crap out the time. Or like, uh, look, on Gmail, you can, take a, you, can del- you can forward the email and delete the thing where it says what time it was sent. You can do that, guys. So stop sending screenshots with the time in it. Um, but I- I'm curious, Shane, from your perspective, like, do you think that Valen was actively incorporating herself into the tribe or was she sort of like stumbling into positions with other people that just liked her and and brought her into things i think valen at the beginning part of this had no idea what she was walking into um she really didn't watch survivor before so she really had no clue about like the level of relationships you need to form at the beginning of the game which is why it was so easy for them to paint a target on her of like, okay, like nobody's really connected with Valen thus far just because she didn't know. I think this kind of wakes her up a little bit of like, oh shit, like I need to start interacting with people um, and playing the game. Do I think that she intentionally put herself in these positions? No. I think she just kind of stumbled into them and doesn't really know what's happening uh, and is just confused. And I think that they took real advantage of her and that's another big plot line. It's like, okay, like, you just did all of this to, like, save this girl, but, like, at what cost? It was pretty brutal. Pretty brutal overall. Uh, Lee, my question is, like, who comes out best here? Is it Nadia? Nadia. Yeah. yeah. Her name was, like, the only one that was never mentioned at all this episode. It's true. I... Yeah, it's like, Nadia had all the power like she was in both alliances she knew all the information nobody ever said her name is a consideration she definitely came best in this thing because for more each time if val valen's gonna feel on the outs and the person she's gonna go to is nadia because she'll probably feel betrayed by the others. Unless she's just like so enthralled by Parker's honesty, she just goes to him. But I don't see a world where that happened. Although this season, common sense doesn't seem to be a thing. So maybe that could happen. Not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I, I feel like the best part of watching uh, Valen and Nadia is just that like, Nadia's doing these things like, oh, let's go look for the idol that's not there. And like all these things that are like really funny and would normally seem very mean. But I think it's genuinely because Nadia does want to incorporate Valen in some ways. She's just not going to tell her everything that's going on. Do you mean Oh, wait. Oh, they they went together. Yes. I thought it was very sweet. Like that. She's like, I'll bring her along and then we won't find anything. And then, oh my God. Like I I thought that that was like uh, a hilarious, like, let me make an ally by lying to them, but also very nice. Like, let me incorporate someone. I don't know, poor Lauren. Again, that's what I can't stop saying this episode is like, Lauren was trying very hard to like secure allies, to be in a position where she was trusted by people, and she just kept fucking it up. <laughs> and she couldn't make it happen. Super fans are um, not good at the game. 
I I'm not sure if I'm fully on the same page there, Lee. I think like if you put Lauren on season one's cast, I think she does quite well. Like she has a lot of really good game sense. Um, I think it's just like everyone in season two is so intense and playing so hard from day one that like if you put her on a tribe, like put her on like OG Balder, like she's for sure outlasting like your winner pick Kevin, no offense to wonderful Kevin. Um, and I think she makes it deeper in another season uh, when compared to like this season to. where she just runs into the buzzsaw that is uh, that is Nadia. It's it's definitely fair. I also think that with Lauren, like this this whole idol shenanigan, like what she really should have done is seen it and said that doesn't look like the idol I was sent. I think something is afoot. But she was so sort of like I think in her own headspace that she didn't have anyone that she actually trusted who could say to her, "Girl, this does not look like the same idol." And it just kind of got worse and worse from there. Go, I I agree with you that like. Because because the puppet master is controlling a lot of things, I think that normally people would go to Lauren for guidance if they were on a bigger tribe, a tribe of people who knew less. They would say, okay, what do we do here? And you can kind of see that's what Valen's doing. Um, but the puppet master fucks so many things up that that Lauren really overplays her hand in some ways, like you're saying, Lee, where like she thinks she knows what she's doing. But when we watch Survivor, we only see the 42-minute version of like the complicated social bonds that occur over time that solidifies something for you uh she was i thought she was very sweet on her way out too like you know she lawrence just like took it like a champ yeah like could have been a lot worse also parker is hilarious again parker just and like Shana, I i'm not saying <laughs> lauren's bad at the game i'm just using her as an example of like super <laughs> yeah. i'm just using her as an example it's like super fans really are not good at the game like, even if you look at college and real Survivor, the super fans are usually never good. Even if they make it far, it, they don't make it far because they're good. <laughs> mm. This is just really because, like, I watch too many Survivors. <laughs> okay. Shane and Gobin, what else is there? Like, there was, obviously, this was a very dense episode. What else is there in this mix to discuss with what the choices everybody made, basically? There's, there's every single person. I think that for me, the biggest thing that I just don't have time to highlight is just how many people are talking about the events cross tribes. Like everybody is keeping each other updated on what's happening on the other teams. So like everybody knows at this point about the puppet master, they're all starting to hear about the puppet master. They're all learning about it. So there's just really no time to like put that in there in my opinion. And like, there's really no time for me to go and talk about like how they all just like tricked Valen and then voted out Lauren in a lot of circumstances. Like obviously that's going to come up in like a little form because it has to in like future storylines, but just how many people are like communicating cross tribes is, and like really sharing information with one another. It's like, why are you telling everybody all everything? Like, no, stop. I just don't. It, the number one mistake I see is like people like giving away all their information when they have no reason to. And that's what this cast does. They just blab their mouths because they feel like it. <laughs> mm. What about you, Gobin? What do you think? None of them know how to shut up. <laughs> yeah, my, my big thing here is like you have such interesting dynamics on each tribe right now where there's like a clear power person or a clear power like unit. 
um, where like on Dorit, you see like it's Vivian and Ricky who are in some like charge. Maybe Xavier's part of that group. You don't really know, right? Um, on you got the Bean Squad on the green side, and then you got like Nadia and Al um, on pink. Now, how does that all switch when like you now have a swap next ex- episode? Are people who are on the bottom aware that they were on the bottom? Like Valen just got left out of stuff. Junique got left out of stuff. Like where? How do those things mix up? And especially with green, like is Artina and Runjan even aware that they're not in part of the Bean Squad? Like you haven't had a tribal to like prove where those lines are drawn. So people are talking a lot. People are talking a lot cross tribally, um, but I think people are also more aware than people might be giving each other credit for, um, which results in. I'm sure we'll talk about what's on the horizon, but an insane next episode as well. I I think for me, like the one benefit that the green tribe has is that if you're somebody like Ethan and you're planning to maybe not work with Tina or Runjan and you get swapped into a situation where you maybe have a green majority or a good chunk of green, like then all of a sudden the door is open. That's the one benefit of voting. Obviously the downside, as we know, is that you haven't drawn any lines in the sand so I'm curious to see, like, how the green tribes fare, how their players fare versus the people who have had to make a decision and have had to vote somebody out. I can't wait to see it. So we're swapping into two tribes of eight, right? Am I bad at math, though? Two tribes of eight. Yeah. Y'all are crazy. And there's another swap happening, yeah. too, right? Or am I spoiling for another? Y'all are psycho. No, he said the last the one thing that we said at the beginning of this season was that last season was great, but the one thing that was kind of disappointing was just like how, like how original Ogan and original Balder, like in one way or another, like ended up playing out. Um, yeah. Like four, three of the four in the final four were OG Ogan. And like, I don't know, that's like a little disappointing. So like, we were like, all right, let's mix these people up. Let's see like who we can get talking to one another as many and because there were so many relationships on this Mm -hmm. cast before we even started we were like okay well if we want peak mess tv let's just switch them up because more than likely one of them will end up together and they will have to navigate how to kind of hide or reveal their relationships which not saying that that happens but maybe it does as nadia already kind of alluded to so yeah Lee any other thoughts on the episode <laughs> oh what is this stra- swap going to be like I was going to say strop this one was random uh, this one was random uh, so it's not going to be like uh, last season school you're picking um, I definitely do fear for the green tribe because usually in tradition of Survivor, when a group, yeah, when a group goes to hasn't been to a tribal and then they swap, they tend to easily turn on each other more, especially when they're the tribe that doesn't go to a single tribal council yet. Mm-hmm. So I do have a feeling a green person might be leaving next episode. I don't know which one. But I have like, it's definitely one of them is most like, get rid of Joe. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. 
Well, there has been a ton of Puppet Master talk in the Discord. Um, I honestly, I read the message from B. Cromwell and my head was spinning and I still don't fully understand it. And I, I was like, like I wanted to write it down and map it all out, but then I was like, I'm not playing this org. Like I'm not, I don't need to work this out. Um, but next episode, guys, what do we have to look forward to in terms of like the chaos? Oh, actually, you know what, Govan? I want to talk about one more thing, which is how funny you were reading the votes. I know you put it in the YouTube comments, but just tell everyone again. Yeah. You got, you got uh, well, so first, good. when we were first filming it, I we we had no idea what the, like the storyboard was going to be, right? So one thing that was in my head is like when this actually comes out are we going to are we going to tell the viewer that lauren's idol was fake are they going to think that it was real like how is any of this going to happen right um so my my biggest thing there first was i wanted to make it seem as like give us the option that if we were to like fully sell this idea of like the lauren stuff being a blind side to everyone we, we could have that but then second um i just wanted to be an absolute like chaotic force and make Henry sweat as much as possible. That was the main thing in my mind. Like I saw Henry just sitting there and I know Henry's going to be fine by the end of this, but he was like worried out of his mind sitting in that seat. And I'm just like, everyone here, especially Al, Henry and Parker are like so confident that their plan is about to work out. Let's like, let them sweat this out a little bit more than they need to. Um, and just seeing Henry collapse in his seat right afterwards. I was just like, chef's kiss. That's wonderful. Amazing. Yeah. I'm a big Henry fan. I, like, I know that he doesn't say a lot, and I know that he's not doing much, but go on, girl, give us nothing. I love Henry. Um, and, the, one, and- <laughs> the one thing I wish that maybe we had done was, like, past we kind of, when there was a tie, we gave them, like, time to discuss. I wish we had done that here, just because I think that um, it would have been more interesting, but that was something that we decided would be, like, a rule going into the season. Um, so... Yeah, we didn't end up doing that just because I don't know. It typically doesn't happen, so we just didn't. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of ties last season. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, a nobody lot. flipped on any of those ties. Shocker. Um, guys, this next episode, I can't wait. I. I think that what's so fun is like your teasers are always great. Like I, I, I know just from watching this episode that the next episode is going to be chaos. I know it from episode one. I know it this time. Is there anything you can like say right away to tease what we have looking forward to? Shane, can I say one thing before you hop in? Yeah, you can say it. I'm hoping that it's actually going to be in there. But no, no, not- no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking. For context, I have not seen the episode myself. Shane has mm. finished editing it, and has I'm going blind to try and be surprised myself. <laughs> but um, what I will say is this, because I know for a fact it will not be in the episode because it's my own lived experience, is that I was so flabbergasted and confused by everything that happened before this council <laughs> that I was pulled aside by Shane and one of our other exec producers, uh, TJ, to brief me on how to do the question and answer period at the beginning of this next council because I couldn't follow everything that was going on, like myself as a member of exec. So uh, that just shows you like all power to Shane if he's made this into a good, like concise narrative because I myself living it could not follow what everybody was doing. It is wonderful. Let me tell you, I'm still like 
because of the nature of this episode, I'm actually still tweaking it just because it's so confusing, even for me. And I, I think I've spent like maybe 20 plus hours on the store on the narrative of this episode. Like it's, it's a lot. Like it's, it's just baffling to me. Like the amount of relationships that are out in the open after this next uh, episode, it's a little concerning and it makes it honestly, as a producer, I was really concerned for a lot of people that I thought were going to go really far right away. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like, are they screwed now? Like, what is happening? Um, so it's, it's definitely a, an eye-opener. Um, and I think everybody, like, it's one of those councils where everybody is just, like, dead silent. Like, you're just like, oh my God. Everybody gets a vote. Oh, oh no. Well, on uh-huh. that note, I'll see you all next time on the Scotty Survivor Recap Podcast. A uh, couple things. One, you guys are on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on YouTube. Subscribe, uh, share the video, join us on the Survivor subreddit Discord to talk about Scotty Survivor. It's so much fun. Definitely tell your friends that this is a new exciting season of Survivor to start watching, considering that Australian Survivor sucked ass. They should watch something else for a change. Um, and I also have to say that uh, Live Reality Games is putting out the audio forms of podcasts, so if you don't have time to watch our YouTube video or if you don't have, like, YouTube premium and you can't close the video out, we are putting up the audio podcast. Uh, so check that out. Subscribe to us and give us a rating. I don't know. You know everyone understands how to, to be nice to podcasters, but rarely does anyone ever do it. So please go do it. <laughs> go give Spotty Survivor and our videos a like. And uh, thank you guys for being here, Lee, Go, and Shane. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Um, we'll be ne- next week. Aaron will join us, and it's going to be a fun time. So see you all out there. So let's, let's say bye.